Well, if you're uh, if you're listening to this, um, that means you've heard the news. I found out about the news yesterday, and um, obviously, I'm going to hold this until the family makes their announcement. I mean, that's that's their right to do so. That news doesn't need to come from us. But uh, ever since I've heard the news. To be honest with you, I've I've struggled to keep my mind busy or distracted or away from it. It doesn't matter what I do or what I drink or anything. I just keep coming back to Bobby and man, this one this one hurts. COVID's a bitch. For those of you uh, that maybe didn't pay attention during the gaming for Guru campaigns, Bobby Paul's aka the Nintendo Guru was a a friend of PSVG and our little Potter family um, he podcasted with Sean Sean Capri more than anybody else um, but we've podcasted together and you know I, I I work for emergency management something that I've talked about on shows a bit during this COVID crisis I've lost Bobby makes the seventh person that I know that I've lost to this. Um, but probably Bobby is the first close friend of mine. Yeah, definitely counts. Other people are acquaintances, people I've definitely worked with for years. Don't get me wrong, but nothing like this. This is this is different. And, and it's heartbreaking, you know. We just got a great update from his family on his prognosis and his... God... Damn it. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I don't know, I'm sorry. I am, I'm almost like cry laughing at the moment. I, I don't know what to do. You know, do, do we, do we podcast? Uh, do we not podcast? Do we, uh, part of me wants to say, you know, something as grave as life and death, you know, you show respects and you, you mourn those that are, that have gone but you know Bobby so many people's connection to Bobby is through streaming through podcasting through content creation he was so good at it and he pushed so many others to be good at it and uh, I think one of the the many things that I've said about Bobby over the years is I've always been just incredibly impressed with his work ethic when it came to this I mean he really really wanted to do it and he did and man, in so many ways, he was there every night with a stream, man, four or five podcasts a week, videos. I mean, he was just, he crushed, he was a machine. The guy was a machine. Uh, I'm happy to, to call him a friend. But um, to be honest with you, the only thing I could really think of was to podcast. I feel like that's what Bobby would do. Um, and I don't. Look, I, I have no idea if this is right or wrong or, you know, how this is going to come off to other people. I, I just know that I, uh, I needed to say something and uh, kind of get something out there. So, because I wanted to pay my respects the best way that I knew how and uh, just kind of remember who Bobby was. Um, so I pulled <laughs> one of the first things I did. After talking to Sean, because, I mean, I've, I've been talking to Sean and Jason 
kind of ever since this news came out, is I pulled an episode of Nintendo Talk that Bobby and I recorded about a year ago. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. I, I, I've brought up a few times in the podcast over the years, for those of you who've been around a long time, it's crazy that we make these, these podcasts and these videos that kind of just live indefinitely because I can see Bobby right here on my screen. You know, he's, he's right here and I'm talking to him. And I used to say that with reference to like my, my kids, my kids are going to have this stuff about me. You know, when I, when I, when I go. They're going to be able to look back at this and at least have a piece of me to hear. And now I'm in those shoes because Bobby's here. Um. Mm. Oh, Bobby was uh, a great podcaster, a true rival, if you will, at least to me, I, I, I loved podcasting with him. I loved arguing with him even more. Um, he used to bring his, you know, his flavor of Jersey to every podcast that we were on. And when he and I got together, I just thought, I always thought that we could podcast for days. Um, we never recorded any notes. We never talked about, I don't think we ever even talked about what we were going to record. You know, the show that you're about to listen to was a Breath of the Wild episode, which is a big part of, I think, Bobby and I's relationship, or at least in terms of colleagues, in terms of podcasters. Um, I'll never forget podcasting with him right after Breath of the Wild release, going on his show, him having me on his, sh on his shows. Um, I did a podcast with him and Mark. And obviously, you know, if you've listened to Nintendo Shack for any period of time, you know Bobby. He's podcasted with Caroline many, many times. Caroline was on Breaking Belts. And uh, him and Jason had a show together. Obviously, you know, Sean, Rebecca, and Garrett um, have both been on Bobby's show. So he's kind of very much woven into the fabric that we have. And, uh, man, we could just sit down and talk and talk and talk Nintendo. Like, uh... Like I've, I've rarely found with, with other people. Um, he truly, truly loved what he, what he was doing and he loved the brand and, uh, he really, you know, it just, it just poured out of him. It just came natural and, uh, you can pick up on that. And in this podcast, you know, um, there's just a lot of laughs and smiles. Yep. And I thought it would be a great way to, uh, remember my friend. If I just release this, uh, maybe you missed it. Maybe you didn't listen to his show and you, and you missed it. Maybe you want to get to know who Bobby Paul's the Nintendo guru was. Um, so I'm going to put that show in here and I hope you enjoy it. Um, just know that this is going to hurt for many, many people um, for a lot of different reasons. I mean, first and foremost, Bobby was beloved. You know, he has a huge community, a giant Discord and Twitch community and channel. I mean, he was very popular. So first and foremost, people are, you know, they've lost a friend. Um, in Sean's case, you know, Sean's lost a brother. I feel almost an extra set of hurt 
for Sean, just knowing how close he and Bobby were. I was not as close to Bobby as Sean was. I don't know if anybody else was. I don't think anybody else can even compare. And just knowing that hurt extra just kind of makes me hurt for my own friends. And then obviously, I'm sure, I, I mean, I won't speak for them. They can say their piece on their podcast as they want to, but I'm sure all of PSVG, you know, heart goes out to uh, Bobby and his family, everybody else. But, you know, this is, this is new to me. Um, I've buried both my parents, several family members, you know, like, this is a part of life. As you get older, you, you've got to deal with it. But nothing like, like, uh, you could call it a colleague, a, a peer, you know, but definitely like in this digital space, you know, like this is weird. You know, there, you've got these thousands of people that want to know how he's doing, that raised all this money to, to hopefully help him recover. And we're eagerly waiting for his return and just wanting to see that big smile on his face. And he's, and he's gone. <laughs> I mean, how do you come to grips with that? So, um, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and keep crying. I'm sorry. Like I said, I, I don't know. I didn't know what else to do. I, I, I felt the need to uh, say something. Obviously, I, I'm not going to be able to go to the funeral or anything like that. Maybe somebody will, you know, have a in memory of podcast or something like that. It'd be a very nice way to honor our friend, but... I just felt the need to say something to get it kind of just off my chest. And uh, hopefully this doesn't bother you too much for listening to it. I don't know how this is going to come off to other people. Um, but, you know, I've been a guy washed my lawnmower today. I was out in the yard just scrubbing my lawnmower. Um, uh, I got pretty hammered just trying to not forget about it, but just kind of deal, you know just kind of deal with something like this. So, uh, anyway, uh, here's a podcast with me and my friend, Bobby Pauls. And, uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And, uh, Bobby will miss you. Rest in peace, my friend. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another special episode of Nintendo Talk. I am Bobby, the Nintendo Guru, joined by Mr. PSVG himself, Donnie Reese. What is up, Donnie? How are you doing, sir? Greetings, Koopalings. What's up? <laughs> yeah, of course, Kevin's going to hear this. He's going to be so mad that I used that and I said that. But He is Mr. PSVG, like, to be all, in is. all fairness. In all fairness, he is. He, he bleeds <laughs> the, uh, the multicolor logo. Um... I got to say this before we jump into this. Number one, I know you got this fascination with Chucky. Creepy as hell sitting behind you right now. If the thing jumps on the back of your neck, I am totally just running out of the house and, and going to my mom's. You're foreshadowing my geek out, Bobby. <laughs> well, that's okay. Well, uh, uh, okay. And then uh, the other thing is, is the last time I spoke to you um, like this, it's it's been quite a while, probably like a year mm. ago or so. But that being said, like, dude, the paintings and stuff, that Link painting is fantastic. Oh, you like the canvas prints? The canvas prints are amazing, dude. Like, I appreciate that. Last of Us, phenomenal. I guess that's Persona up directly. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep, that's and Takamaki. Yeah. I've got Last of Us, Splatoon. I've got oh. Wind Waker, um, a lot of Life is Strange stuff, Mario Golf. I've got some Fire Emblem stuff. I've I got love it. Corin up there. I've got a lot of different things. The idea is 
to take over the whole wall. Uh-huh. So I, I have this website and they run these really, really like ridiculous sales sometimes where I can get them for like $12, $13 a piece. Wow. And every time I see one of those sales, I always buy like two or three of them. I don't blame you. I <laughs> and I just too. keep adding them to the wall. That's and I, I actually have them on the other side of the wall of the mm. basement and up the staircases. So as you come down to the basement, you just kind of like enter Donnie's gaming zone. It's just, it's a lot of Last of Us. It's a lot of Nintendo and it's a lot of Life is Strange. But, oh, and you didn't see, I have the giant Smash Brothers Ultimate print. I actually have a huge big one, mm. like a three foot print canvas of it taking up this entire wall right here. Donnie, let me, let me take you down a tail. Right, this is a tale of experience. Uh, this road that you're going down, this this leads to you being alone <laughs> later on in life. So be 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 careful, sir. Because I, <laughs> I've never really been into like, I've never been into like knickknacks or pictures or frames or anything like that. So I think my wife is just happy yeah. that I'm trying to decorate yeah. at all. She's like, wait a minute. This is better than just plain walls, nothing no, on tables. <laughs> I will tell you this. That what you are doing is fantastic. Like, those pictures are gorgeous. So it's a different level. You know what I mean? Like, that's something that she can go, like... Like, that is the one thing, when, when I was married, that was the one thing that she did like. It wasn't like I just threw stuff all over the place. Sure. She was like, hey, you really take... Like, I mean, you look behind me, like, I got the show. Yeah, no, your, your Philips light system is oh, something that, else. That thing is just, it's expensive. <laughs> That's what it is. It's not something else. It's very you know, expensive. My, my real obsession is is wallpapers. I'm constantly, the amount of hours that I've wasted, like, looking at wallpapers and changing my desktop and my, really? my backgrounds on my Chromebooks and everything. Oh, I have, like, 700 wallpapers saved to my computer. I mean, it just depends on whatever I'm playing, whatever I'm feeling, like, whatever I'm really into. I want to see it all the time. So I'm constantly changing, and I'll change different monitors. I've I have animated. There, have you ever? So there's a thing on Steam called Wallpaper Engine, okay. where you can actually program like themes to your computer that animate and play music and stuff in the no. background. It's like three dollars, and for somebody like me, it's like the best three dollars I've ever spent. I'm constantly changing. I take pictures and videos of them. I share them in the Discord. I mean, yeah. So I, I have an obsession with that. So that's kind of a part of it. It's kind of taking my favorites printing them on something physical and hang them up so I see them all the time. And, you know, it brightens up the room. It's a it lot does. of pretty colors. It's a lot of bright colors. So I like it. I like it. I I, I love it. Like the minute you – the camera queued up, the first, my eyes went right to Link. Oh, and, and if then, you look over there, I've got the, the PSVG one that Miss Caroline from yes, Nintendo Shack, she yes. did that one. I liked it. And I was like, well, obviously, I've got to have that. i got to put that up there. Yeah. 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 But I saw it, I was like, Link, beautiful. And then I look at Last of Us, and I'm like, oh, my God. Because – uh, Josh Stapleton. One time, Josh mm-hmm. messaged me and he's like, "What's your four favorite video games of all time?" And I'm like, "Mike Tyson's Punch Out, Kid Icarus, Link to the Past, and Last of Us." And he made me coasters of each one. Wow! And I have that's a Last awesome. of Us coaster. Like he took the game covers. And Isn't he like just he and his brother are just the best? Oh my <laughs> they're god! Like they're such amazing. great, awesome people. Oh my god! Yeah. Like I'm like this guy. He he texts me every single morning. Every morning, and we discuss weight loss strategies. Oh the, yeah, I saw like, your video. Uh, we, we, we transfer, awesome. we transfer, we take screenshots of what we tracked the day before. So we're kind of like can't can't lie, can't cheat. Yeah, like we're accountability. You know I mean? Like the accountability's there, man. So it's it's pretty awesome. Um, my my prize possession in gaming is my Last of Us American Dreams art book, like the comic book. Mm-hmm. I've got the hardbound copy that was a limited edition, oh and I have it signed by Nolan North, Ooh. Troy Baker. And Neil Druckmann, That's and I just, amazing. 
I just need Ashley's signature to complete it. I have. I may or may not have looked up tickets to Denver because she was in a Comic Con appearance there. You're nuts. Um, That's a bit much. I didn't do it, but oh. like she doesn't. She she's very busy. You know, she's on her TV show like, and everything. I mean, have you ever tried to reach out to her on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. I think like once every other month or so, I'm like, hey, are you ever going to be in Charlotte, Miami, Atlanta, like any anywhere near me? I'll yeah, yeah, drive. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, this guy, no. She's no. like, absolutely. Actually, we just canceled dates. Yeah, she just, she's like, she goes to her publicist. These places, get rid of them now. <laughs> but yeah, that's the one. I, I, I kind of stalk her Twitter page every now and again, see if, just to see if she's ever going to make an appearance anywhere near me so I can complete it. But that'll be... Uh, once I do, I'll, I don't know what I'll do. I'll frame it or something. i got to put it yeah. in a glass case. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> Jesus. Um, holy cow. Okay, so we were talking about filling time. We're filling time. We did, This is nothing of fear that I ever had with us. So listen, <laughs> let's kick this episode off like we do each and every episode with Donnie's Geek Outs today. Um, what, are you, what are you excited about there, Donnie? Dude, I am excited and geeking out for tomorrow. Tomorrow is such a great day for me. Number one, my friend Pedro. Hits the switch. Yes. I cannot wait to play it. Yes. Oh, I've had it pre-ordered forever. I keep retweeting all their stuff. So go play that game. But more importantly, or at least overshadowing that, tomorrow Child's Play launches in theaters. Is this a, okay, so I didn't know anything about it until actually till today when I was like, man, why do I keep seeing Because when you look at the Twitter profile, it's a little picture. I'm like, who sure. the heck is this kid sitting on Donnie's lap? And then I hit it and I was like, Oh, why? <laughs> why, Donnie? What is wrong with you? So is this like a reboot? Obviously, it's a reboot. Of sorts. It is a reboot, uh, and there's actually some drama there because Don Mancini, who wrote and directed and basically has you know shepherded the series, he's not a part of this okay. and hasn't greenlit it or approved it. Oh, wow. This is Orion, who published the first one, have the rights to Child's Play, not Chucky, but Child's Play. Okay. This is them kind of doing their own thing. Oh. So. That already kind of puts the fan base at like odds. Like, do you support the guy who's always done it, or are you excited for this new thing? I'm kind of more in that latter group. I, I really love Child's Play. I liked the older horror slasher movies more than kind of the weird seed of Chucky and everything that came out since then. Yeah. So I'm excited to see somebody reboot it in a different way. And this one is really this one. The reviews aren't out yet. I'll be there at my first showing. My first showing tomorrow. At my theater. The first showing is 6:45. I'll be there. Okay. Um, I'm taking Chucky with me, by the way. He's going to come to the movies with me. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's got a great cast. And a lot of the cast that did the interview said that they signed on to do it because of um, because of the script and how great the script was and how good the idea is. So the whole idea with the new Chucky is it's Chucky. His name's Chucky, but he's Alexa. He's Google Home. He's, he's, oh. he's, he's smart device. He can control your lights and cameras, and he can do things. Oh, I don't like this already. Oh, I like this a lot. I this don't is like good. this at all, man. <laughs> I am out. I will not. No. No, sir. You got Because, listen, Phillips, Hughes, I got everything in my house. It's all. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah, great. man. Yeah, so, like, the whole idea is um, it's not. You know, it, it gets rid of the whole like witch doctor voodoo stuff, mm -hmm. and it's more like this doll is your best friend. Yeah. He's such your best friend that he hates it when you have other friends, and that makes him malfunction or yeah, something. I, don't like that, that. I, don't like that I, I love it. So I, I will. I have socks. I have Chucky socks. Oh if, if you never knew, I'm I'm very much a a very big horror movie fan. Mm -hmm. Something my kids hate about me. Like, I think my wife has kind of warmed up to me about it, but I've got. 
countless amounts of DVDs and stuff. Every year we do a Halloween show. It's probably my favorite show of the year that we do in PSVG. And uh, I have, as you see, mm-hmm. I have a replica. Yeah. A movie replica prop Chucky doll. That's not some Walmart, eBay, hot trash in the summer. <laughs> that is uh, very expensive. It's from the original mold from the original Get movie. And it's a here. limited series. Yes. Holy cow. The, the shoes, the stitching, the clothes, everything. Um, How much did that cost? So, I don't want to say. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, if my wife watches it, she's the worst of me. I don't want people to think bad things of me, well, man. They already are now. Trust me. Know, know that I'm I'm concerned that I'm taking it out in public tomorrow. That's how much it costs. I'm concerned uh, that I'm so. taking it with me I to the theaters. I guess so. So real quick to touch on what you were saying. Um, when I was setting the lights up, right, I got the lights all set up, and Ribo and I were trying to configure the lighting to go off during certain things during Twitch streams. So, like, if someone subs, they'll they'll flash. If someone, you know... I have it set up for different things. Bits, sure. all that. They change colors, they flash. And we're talking on Skype, and I don't have... I, you know, I have OBS open, and he's doing some stuff. I shut it down, because he's struggling. He's like, I'm just going to take some time and play with it. So I shut it down, go to bed... Next day I come back. I'm here by myself. Got I'm playing a video game and all of a sudden the lights start flashing. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what is going on? And all of a sudden, like five minutes go by, and he's like, I think I fixed your stuff. And I'm like, dude, why are you controlling my lights <laughs> when nothing is on? He's like, Well, it shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, Well, it did it. So it wasn't I wasn't okay with this. You're giving me amazing ideas for the sequel to this thing, man. I I think it'd be great getting to some paranormal activity stuff, getting to some Twitch streaming. Chucky takes over. It's good. Mm, mm. Okay, so let's uh, let's let's get into this thing then. (laughs) So at this point, people that are following along or if you if you don't know what's going on, we are taking, you know, a couple weeks to do a series of interviews with different podcasters and YouTubers. From around the internet, people, some people I know, some people I don't know. Uh, but basically, what I wanted to know was, what are the five things, whether change, bring over, whatever it might be, what five things do you want in Breath of the Wild 2? And, you know, so we're going to just start off, and Donnie, give me the first thing that you would love to be in Breath of the Wild 2. The one that's... I think most polarizing and probably popular. So I think you'll hear this from multiple people. Is I want to play as or with Zelda. Okay. Yeah, that, I, I did. I did hear that one already. <laughs> I had imagined you would. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's her namesake. Yeah. It's the Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. And particularly with Breath of the Wild, we talked about this when we reviewed the game. Yeah. Breath of the Wild's rendition of Zelda is such an expert. Like she's the star yeah. of the narrative. It's yep. her story. Absolutely. So. To not, I've got all kinds of different ideas and theories. The one that I postulated on Nintendo Shack that I don't think many people liked was, so Zelda has a long history of kind of flipping the script on you. Mm-hmm. You start in uh, the light world, you go to the dark world. Mm-hmm. You start as young Link and you go to adult Link. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they kind of always flip the game on you. Yeah, I would love if Breath of the Wild started where you are Link, the Link that you know, the Link that you leveled up. You've got your Master Sword, you've got your 30 hearts, you've got your 3 stamina, you're the man. Yeah. And then whatever happens with the Ganon thing, mm-hmm. you're taken out. Nice. And now you're now you're Zelda. And now you start all over and you redo it all. I was like, 
not only does that make a lot of sense to me narratively, but that kind of feels Zelda. Like I could yeah. see them doing that to you. I could yeah. see them be like, and here's how we write yourself out of it. Not many people like that idea. <laughs> I I can't say that I don't like it. It, it. it intrigues me because it's the first time I've heard it. And I can't say that I hate it because it's a different idea. It's not cookie cutter everything. Yeah. But here's a couple. I want to throw a couple things at you because I'm not going to tell you my idea because that's whatever. I've already said it numerous times already. And people that are listening are just like, shut up, Bobby. But anyway, so my, my curiosity to you would be, one is I, I get what you're saying. You So you want Link to be gone. And you don't, and you want it to just to be solo, solo Zelda, trying to, I guess, save Link per se. So that's that's what I'm kind of open to because I would like that, but I understand that a lot of people wouldn't, and that's not a Zelda game, so maybe they wouldn't go that far. At the very least, I would like it to be a companion game, mm-hmm. like The Last of Us, like God of War. It's that's not something. Say. It's something that Zelda has done in the past. We've had Fee, we've had Navi. I wouldn't mind it if she ran along with you yeah. and maybe you could choose to play as each one, but like they were always together because then hopefully they could build some exposition, some narrative that you could constantly be talking. You could share a story between you two. It would be a journey together yeah. as opposed to constantly alone. So I'm, I'm open to that idea, Yeah. but I, I personally would not mind at all yeah. if they wrote Link off and now it's your turn to read, you know, it's your turn to repay the favor. Now you're going to go save him as opposed to him coming to save you. I think it'd be great. Cause it's never been that way ever in these games. And it's never in 2019 and 2020, like That's the, you have to think a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people would really get behind something like that. Um, I Here's my thing. I, I never have an issue if they want to make a female protagonist. I don't want it shoehorned in. Sure. I don't want it done for dollars. I want it done because it makes sense to the story and it works. To just push it through just because, hey, this is what people want. Or, hey, we think we can make more money doing this. I don't like that at all. I like it when it's like, hey, the idea here is this, and this makes sense. Now, you and I and Mark all agreed when we had the last thing where Zelda is the hero of Breath of the Wild. Zelda saves everybody in Breath of the Wild. I'm not going to get into spoilers because I don't want to get people mad at me if you haven't played the game after two years. But I'm not (laughs) going to spoil it for you. Um, But that being said... You know, I like the idea more of, and I did mention this to Mark a little bit last night, where where I I like it a little bit more if it was a companion thing like Last of Us, where at some sections, maybe you're Link, and then some sections, maybe you're Zelda. doesn't matter to me which way they go with it, but just the fact of like, like you said, if if they're walking around, because that's the thing with Last of Us, they're constantly talking to each other. Yes. So, even when you kind of get far away from the other one, they might just be, like, kind of leading tips and helping a little bit along the lines. I don't know how you do that in Breath of the Wild being open world, but that being said, I would like that because I would like the dialogue between the two. I personally think, and this might spoil some of my other thoughts, but I, I think that this could possibly make Breath of the Wild not seem as lonely or as empty. Because a lot of times you're just running through a field in that game. Yeah. You're just running across the field. And there's nothing. There's like a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing I mean, out there. Like yeah. having somebody along with you. You know, I think about like, you know, like Wolf Link. 
Yes. You know, like with Midna and things like like yeah. anything like that, I think could go a long way in yeah. an open world in that regard. The exposition <clears throat> would be good, but also in these companion games that we see, like it would add a new gameplay element where yeah. like if, you know, you get into shrines, or you get into possibly dungeons, which is one of the things on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, you get into these types of things. It opens up some puzzle solving, some some combat stuff that that is outside of the Zelda norm and it can make it feel for fresh and, and it'd be new. So I'd be all for, you know, either one of those things. You've played the Arkham games, right? Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you remember, there was, I believe it was Arkham City, where they actually utilized Batman and Catwoman. Yep. And you mm-hmm. would go into different Riddler sections, and you would work together in yep. order to take down stuff. So it'd be very similar to that. And I... It could also open up... I'm not going to go this far, mm-hmm. mainly because of the things that Onuma said after the trailer Mm -hmm. but i know a lot of people have taken this route it could open up the potential for co-op yeah which i'm never going to be like anti-co-op because i can whether the thing that i'm with co-op is i don't ever want it to be to be forced co-op yeah but like let's say the character is a companion Mm -hmm. but can be controlled by someone else that then allows me to bring somebody else to the table maybe i could get my wife or my daughter like hey do you want to play as zelda and i'll play as link i'll carry you the whole time yeah you just listen to me and you'll play a Zelda game. I'll walk you through it. Um, I think that's, you know, and Nintendo's always trying to attract, you know, new people. I think that could attract new people to Zelda. Mm-hmm. I think the thing, too, is with that, what what makes me nervous about co-op games sometimes is you run the risk of it breaking the game. It does, yeah. Where there has to, there's a section where you have to get through and either you can't do it at all as a single player and you have to have someone that that's the instances that it just I don't like it you know what I mean that's like, why I didn't want to go that far that's yeah. why I didn't say co-op because I'm I'm with you yeah I don't really like that either yeah it's almost similar to like what I was saying before like don't force in a woman as the lead just to sell the game don't yeah. force co-op into the game like everything should feel natural because I feel like what Nintendo is up against a little bit here is their ghost their shadow they did such an amazing job with Breath of the Wild that they they can destroy it. They can destroy where they're going, or they can just make it. They can really flip it and make it amazing. But do I feel you like love Majora's final... Mask, or do you not like Majora's I Mask? I don't like Majora's Mask. So so we're peas in a pod here because yeah. Majora's Mask is probably my least favorite Zelda game. Yeah, and it's it's honestly it it only has to do with one specific thing. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say it before I say anything bad. I'm infatuated with the art. I have prints oh, yeah. for Majora. I've got cases and covers. Yeah. I think the art Majora might be the best art style or at least art concept art mm-hmm. that any Zelda game has. So this Return to Darkness has me super intrigued. Yeah. The putting the Zelda game on a timer completely ruined it for me. And that's how Cause I it, feel. Okay, so it takes all the exploration yeah. and the whole me wanting to check every nook and cranny mm-hmm. takes it all out of the window and yeah. I constantly feel rushed and it was like, I hate this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. You know, I loved Ocarina of Time. Loved it. You know what I mean? And then I got that, and I was just like, what? No. What the heck? Like, I can't do this level in a particular amount of time. Like, this is driving me crazy. I hated it. Hated and it's it. some people's favorite Zelda game. Absolutely. You know? So, like, I hope they don't go too crazy with a difference like that. Yeah. And I don't think they will. They've no, said that they, they want it to be open air. It's going to be Breath yeah. of the Wild. This is a sequel. I think so. You know, it's going to be Breath of the Wild. It's just a little different. Yeah, I agree. 
Okay, what is your... Well, you know what? I'm not going to... Let's let's jump into the... Since you already mentioned it, let's jump into the dungeons. Okay. And yeah. we, so that's your second one uh, will be... So I wanted to say that I want to see actual dungeons return, like yeah. real narrative dungeons. But I want to... I, I think you're getting a lot of this too, so I tried to add a little element yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what I thought. I want to see actual dungeons return. Mm -hmm. I want to see them return with themes. And I wouldn't okay. mind it if shrines were themed too. So like in my mind, here's what I'm thinking regional dungeons okay. right like think of ocarina we had the sages right we have the temp the forest temple the fire mm -hmm. temple i wouldn't mind seeing temples like that come back now it could be based on environmental things like that or it could be based on like certain types of tactics certain types of weapons like maybe this is you know an archery temple like that's the main focus so all of the shrines around it mm -hmm. kind of build up to you unlocking the temple okay and then using all of those shrine tactics to take down that temple and maybe you couldn't get that temple until you did all the shrines or at least a certain amount of the shrines in the region yeah. to get there. That's so everybody is always thinking like with Zelda, right? You do the dungeon to get the item to unlock the door. Yeah. But what if you did the shrines to get the item yeah. to unlock the dungeon? Well, to put it to twist the way that I've felt it should be is cause I've agreed that for a while now that like there should have been, dungeons in here mm -hmm. um i didn't like the champions you know the whatever the, the four champion things i didn't like those divine the, beasts yeah i didn't feel like the beasts the divine beasts were that good um but really? I, so i don't i won't not that it really matters i liked them yes. i understand why they're not like i understand that that yeah. they are not dungeons yeah but i did think that they were not like overly complex but like there was a level of I had to check multiple times to see what I was doing yeah. because you had to like flip the thing to mm -hmm. fly down you know like it yeah. it combined all it seemed like the divine beasts were built around the rooms yeah and I wouldn't I wouldn't even mind if the divine beasts stayed or were replaced or were similar mm -hmm. but I think the dungeon so one of the things and the reason why I tried to implement this theme idea into the dungeons the shrines are too samey yeah. they're too similar yeah they look the same. They play the same. I feel like after you've done 30 or 40 of them, they all kind of feel the same, mm -hmm. right? All of the enemies are the same. Yeah. So how about we let's like, let's fluff it up a bit, right? Yeah. So like, let's say when you're in, you know, the Arctic region, they're all based on ice, yeah. right? And like, they're all movement based and everything like that. And when you're in Zora land, they're all water based, like mm -hmm. play with that idea and then expand upon that in a one big dungeon. And my idea was to, to get to unlock the dungeons. My idea was I'd like it to still feel... Because that was the thing that I loved about Breath of the Wild. It was never hand-holdy. Never was like, hey, you got to do this shrine. You could do whatever shrines you wanted. Yep. I would like it to be the same with the dungeons. And But the way I would do the unlocks is you just had to get... Or you just have to get 10 shrine orbs to unlock any shrine. So you could go any, and you could actually walk into a, a a dungeon that is just balls hard, and you get stomped because you're not prepared to go in there. Gotcha. Or you go into one that's like this is technically the one, kind of like when you played Link Between Worlds, where they kind of were like you can mm -hmm. go into any place you want to go. There could be ones that are really hard, or you can kind of go the path that you're supposed to go. That would be kind of the way I would like to see it played out. That's the one thing I loved about Breath of the Wild was, hey man, you drop, you go, you could get right to the castle and go right against Ganon sure. day one. You know what I mean? So I like that 
aspect of it, and I don't want to lose that. Because even though I can never do it, there's no way I could do it. To watch these morons and these crazy people, like, <laughs> literally go in a pair of tr- trunks and run across the field, I'm like, how in the world are they doing this? Like, it just blew my mind. And I loved watching speed runs, where these guys are sitting there and they're like, you know, the coolest thing ever was like they're doing they're using the stasis to travel across the map and i'm like what i mean i said i said it when we reviewed it and it's only become more true with every passing day the greatest thing about breath of the wild is the systems that it has in its oh, world yeah. it is the engine that it's built yeah. to watch the gifts and the videos and the speed runs and the twitch plays to watch people try to break the game or break aspects of the game or to go flying across the map on a tree. Yeah. Like, it's, it's weird it's stuff you can't do in other video crazy. games. So yeah. I love it. So, yeah, for me, I still want the ability to... I love what you're saying with the dungeons because I like that aspect, too. Like, I was a little afraid that with this prediction, people might take it as, oh, I don't want to go back to, like, linear gated Zelda. So... Th- but I don't... I, I feel like you open it up, up to not be linear gated. That's what I was trying to do. So, like, in my mind, you don't need, let's say a region has 15 shrines. You don't need all of them. Let's say you just yeah. need half of them. Yeah. And you won't even know the temple or the dungeon is there until you get the half. Like, you yeah. get seven, and all of a sudden the temple it, it appears. It just opens up. Kind of like the yeah. first time you get the first tower, and it's like, boom, and this thing just starts opening up out of the ground. Yeah. It's like, what is that? You, know you can do any shrine in any order you want. Yeah. But if you focus on starting to clear the map and to learn the game and to learn and I was in my mind, like they all kind of build upon itself. Right. Yeah. So you think about like every shrine maybe like replicates a gimmick in a room in a dungeon and then the dungeon appears where you have to show you have to show Nintendo that you've mastered these seven skills to proceed. Yeah, I'm, I'm 110 percent with you on that. I love cool. the idea. And uh, so, OK, what is uh, what is number three? Ooh, so this one is really uh, close to the chest. Now, my original theory for what I wanted Breath of the Wild 2 to be has been completely shot out just with this little trailer and idea, so I can't even go there. <laughs> but uh, my original idea, by the way, is I wanted to like flood the world and make like a Wind Waker thing. Okay. So keeping along that, I want to I want to go back to the sea, man. I want to go underwater. I want to do water stuff. I, that's the best way I want to put it. So I don't know how you do it. I don't care if we have a boat. I don't care if it's iron boots. I don't care if it's if it's Zora armor, I want to go underwater. Mm-hmm. I want to explore labyrinths and caves underwater. I want a water temple. I want to be able to navigate the seas. I want islands. I want more stuff out there. Mm-hmm. I don't just want to be crossing pieces of the ocean across ice blocks or throwing a leaf yeah. or knowing that there's, you know, maybe a giant lake has a chest under there. I want it to have meaning. Like yeah. Zelda has a long history of things being at the bottom of the lake. Yeah. And I want to get back to that, man. Let's put something at the bottom of some like lakes that. and let's open that up a bit. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I, and I think that, you know, where the sea is, where, like you said, you use the ice blocks. The crazy thing is, is I never thought of that. <laughs> never thought of it. I <laughs> thought to myself, <clears throat> I need to get bigger stamina wheel. Yeah. So I can go off the cliff yep. above and get across and the water. fly all and the way land. out there. And I finally, it like took me forever, and I finally <laughs> got it. And then the minute I go in and I beat the island, the next day I see somebody building blocks across the water, and I was like, yep. oh, my God, I'm such an idiot. Like, why did I not think of this? Like, what is wrong with me? So, but I I was happier I did it my way because 
then I became just super strong and able to climb mountains and all that stuff. You think about how cool it is when you get to fly up the waterfall, right? You get yeah. this armor and you get to do this, but what yes. is it really, but does it matter? Like Nothing. you don't really do it in the game a whole lot. Nope. You do it for the divine beast and, and that's, that's it. it. And that's like the whole point it's there. Yep. Man, there's a whole world of stuff you can do. Like yeah. think about Ocarina of Time's Zora Domain. Yeah. Jumping off the waterfall, finding yeah. the bottle at the bottom of the lake, doing the water temple. Like it could all be connected yeah. and it could be like this big, you know, side arc, under arc, under the main story. And I mean, I mean, it, it could, in theory, it could be Aquaman esque, where the sure. minute you unlock this suit, because I mean, that's the thing. We had all these different armors and suits that we could unlock in this game. You unlock this thing, and maybe it's like you get this badass suit, and then a, like a, a bubble goes over your head. So you can swim underwater and breathe underwater. And then boom, you just go underwater. And you, you, like like you said, maybe there's a temple underwater that you go to. But the one thing I was gonna say, backing it up a little bit, like where Tingle's Tingle Island is and all that stuff. Like there's islands and stuff out there. It'd yeah. be so cool if you could get a ship. You know, that would be similar a boat would to be the, serious. Would wouldn't it be so good? Yeah, like if they can, because in theory you, you think they're gonna take that map. And kind of go a little bit bigger, you would think, right? I can't see them keeping the exact map identical. I mean, I can see it, but I don't think they will. Um, so if that's the case, like I can see them expanding the water areas and going like, here's some islands. Go out there. There's shrines out there. There's all kinds of stuff out there. You know, it would be really... Because that's the one thing I loved about Tingle Island. But I also felt like, man, it's just... It's barren out here. There's nothing. I expected to have more Easter eggs other than name Tingle Island. Like, I yep. was like, this would have been so cool. And if you had like a little rowboat or a little raft, if like Beetle, you oh, saw Beetle floating by, like, yeah. then it would be, it it'd would be, be really, awesome. really fun. It would be a lot of fun. Like, it'd be kind of cool to almost as well go like, hey, you can actually get like different, um, you know, different boats. You can upgrade your boats. Like, it'd be kind of cool just to have like a Red Lion type Boat. Yeah, people yes. would lose their minds if they could get that. Oh man, so. if you could build your own or like skin your own or like yes, yeah. yes, that would be great. Yeah, that would be super fun, and that's that's kind of what I was hoping yeah. for. And I I'm, I would even go as far as saying like, if they brought back like a fishing lake, yeah, where you could actually. <laughs> I did so much of that in, like, Twilight Princess, man. Well, like, not even that. Like, you, I mean, I did it in Breath of the Wild, but it was more or less like swimming through the water and grabbing fish out of the water. But it'd be kind of cool to fish. You know what I mean? Fishing concepts. Like yeah, a yeah. Fishing contest. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. rankings and stuff. Like, bring yeah. some of that back. Like, yeah. where's my silver scale and stuff? Like, yeah. that would be they great. all kinds of stuff like that. I think it would be yeah. kind, of, kind of interesting. Okay, so that was three. We're up to four. What do you got for us? Okay, so here's the one. This is an interesting one because they kind of go together. I think they're separate ideas, but they could all, they also could all basically be, they could be woven together as one idea. Okay. All right. So I'm going to read them to you. I'll let you decide. Okay. I want the return of a more structured narrative. Okay. This is based off of our review of the game where I told you like the story was not my favorite and and the way they delivered the story is probably my least favorite part about it. Mm -hmm. In particular, to expand upon the idea, I want to rebuild Hyrule. Okay. I wouldn't mind if the first part of the game was a city builder fable-esque thing Mm -hmm. where you and Zelda are rebuilding these towns and these villages. You're rebuilding the Gerudo. You're rebuilding, you know, Akala. You're rebuilding Hatino. You're Mm -hmm. rebuilding all these things. And then the big bad, you're like, oh, man, we just now discovered that this this thing's here. Now we've got to – I wouldn't be be upset 
if when the game started, it wasn't about going to defeat the bad guy. Yeah. I get that the the the, the presence of Calamity Ganon was constantly like in your you, you constantly saw it your entire way of Breath of the Wild, and we talked about it. One of the upsetting parts about Breath of the Wild was that after you beat the game, it just plopped you right back down to before you beat the game. Yeah. You couldn't then live in a post Calamity Ganon yeah. world. Mm -hmm. I would love to pick up right where we left off and now you have to rebuild everything. Yeah. And the big bad doesn't <clears throat> enter the picture until things of like a certain level have been reached. Yeah. I want to see Breath of the Wild, the map, full of towns and villages and buildings and buildings that matter. You don't just walk in and see a bed or anything. Like buildings that you built and grew and to take it even a step further than that, you know, like we had Terrytown, like that whole side quest. Mm -hmm. You think about it, there could be five or six of those yeah. types of side quests that you're doing yeah. before you get into like the end game, like mm -hmm. with the big bad. But also like you had a house. Yeah. Link had a house. Yeah. And you upgrade as a part of that thing. I would like to take that a step further and actually let you build your own house, mm -hmm. maybe build your own farm, build your own village. Maybe you start raising militia like any I don't just all of that. Yeah. I would love for the map to be more populated. I want to see what the castle looks like in peacetime. And I would like to live in that peacetime for a moment mm -hmm. Before the wide sweeping darkness and death and everything else comes back well, and you've got to go save the day. So, okay, we don't know where the trailer that we saw, we don't know where that leads yep. in things. Um, let, let's 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 unpack this because this is quite a bit of stuff you're throwing. Th that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't fun. know if this is all of the ideas or like one I big idea. I think it's a big idea, but we can unpack it a little bit. So to, to start off with the story and the narrative, I loved the story, loved the narrative, loved the way the, the thing unfolded. The only thing for me was I just didn't like that there was random memories scattered yep. throughout the world. I would like them to try to kind of change it where it'd be a thing where, let's say hypothetically, I'm going into a new town. And when I walk into that town, it triggers yep. cut scene. a, a cutscene. And we get, you get a, a tower yeah. cutscene. You exactly. get a dungeon cutscene. Yeah. Everybody's going to get all the cutscenes because they're on the way. Yes. Maybe you hide two or three yeah. for the people that want to go find extra. Yeah. But the main narrative is on the way. You're yeah. going to get it on the way. Yeah, I agree. Because that was the thing with, with Breath of the Wild. Uh, spoiler. If you didn't go back out, like if you went in and got the final one in Hyrule Castle. And then you didn't go back out to Impa. You got a totally different ending than if you yep. did do that. Mm -hmm. So for me, I would like to just be able to go like, hey, maybe there is a couple hidden or whatever. But for ultimately, I would like it to be where, you know, like I said, you hit certain points and then it triggers something. And then you're getting storyline across the way. Because the thing with me is... And like you, you know, we, we've all were in agreement that like Zelda was the hero. But if you don't play that game to completion story-wise and unlock all the memories, you don't get that. That's not the ending you get. And, and that's not the belief structure you walk away with. So when you had all those people that were calling this game sexist and all that stuff, it's because you didn't play the game the proper way. That's true. You didn't know. You had no clue what went down. So I'll leave it at that. I don't want to go further with that because I don't want, like I said, I don't want to spoil stuff for people. But that being said, so for me, yes, I'm in agreement there. 
Um, now, what I think, and I also agree that, like, I want a post-Ganon world. That was devastating to me because all the time I kept saying, like, this is what I'm going to get. This is what I'm going to get. I'm going to be able to beat it. And then we're going to run around and we're going to play and rebuild maybe or just whatever, whatever it was. Like, you know, maybe there was going to be subquests that you could go and finish. And maybe there's others because let's be honest, I don't think there was many people that had all 120 shrines before they went against Ganon. Um, I think a good majority probably had, I would say, maybe anywhere from 80 to 100. But I don't think 120 was a completion that many people had. So I wouldn't mind. I would. I was hoping for that. So I wouldn't mind. Like what you're saying is the game kind of ends, and then we pick up maybe six months later, and then we start the rebuilding process. I don't know that I want it to be as deep as what you're saying. Maybe the way the object is is maybe it is as deep as that way. Maybe it, it's open world kind of again where like, hey, you want to spend all more time in there. Fine. But hey, there's this one thing, this one quest that's at the castle in debate, whatever. I don't know how they're going to trigger that event. Sure, sure. But maybe I'm I'll, maybe I'm just like, you know what? I let let me pitch you a concept. Go ahead, go ahead. Do you ever do you ever play Fable? I've never played Fable. Okay. okay. So in Fable 3, mm -hmm. the whole idea is that you have to overthrow the king. Okay. And to overthrow the king, you have to visit every village and earn their respect. Okay. So in my idea for this this idea is that you kind of do this. So like you start the game and you and Zelda together mm -hmm. go on a sightseeing tour. You're rebuilding the kingdom of Hyrule, yes. not just raising the castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go to the Gerudo and they give you two or three side quests, not a whole lot. Yeah. Two or three little things that you do mm -hmm. and they're with you. And then you go to the Zoras and then you go to, you do all this. You go to the Rito. You bring everybody back together. Now you've got Hyrule's all back together. It's peaceful time. Cut scene. The castle looks gorgeous. The fountains are flowing. Everybody's happy. And something bad happens. Yeah. Now it feels a little bit more important. Yeah. Because it's not just more dread and dreary because, you know, after the thing you just beat, now you've got to beat something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you've had something taken away from you. All this okay. work and investment in this relationships, and you got to see the sightseeing tour. You saw all of your old friends. Oh, this is Terrytown. Look at the oh, the Gorons, man. We're living in peace, <laughs> and not anymore. Yeah. Now they've taken it away from you. Yeah. Now you have something to avenge. I was actually kind of hoping it might actually raise the stakes of the campaign. Yeah, that that makes more sense when you say it like that. Like to me, that laid out like that way. Yeah, because when if, when the first idea when you were throwing it out there was. You rebuild Hyrule. And my thinking was, was there's going to be a lot of people that don't want to rebuild Hyrule. They want to just kind of get into the meat and potatoes of the game and get back into the whole thing. But I'm but, thinking that this entire thing could be a very great plateau-like thing. That's what I was just about you to say. You go to every little village yeah. and you do a quest or two and yeah. you get a cutscene. Yeah. This is the intro of the game, right? So maybe your first 10 hours is spent doing this. Yes. And then the big bad appears, the world... Sucks, it yeah. becomes dark, you know, the redead yeah. take over, and now you've got to go and... in theory, there's the not going to be a great plateau this time. You know, right. you're, you're basically just... Because you know what to do. They you assume know. that you know the map. I would think so, right? At this point... That's like, a... that's a. There's a lot of people that put... That is true, yeah. and that's what they should do, yeah. but that is also a tricky assumption. Yeah, to but, just drop somebody in that entire world and be like, figure it out. Well, to drop them <laughs> in the entire world. Well, I think they're going to drop them in a section... And you're going to have to unlock 
And another reason why this idea of let's go visit all the places and meet all the people, it'd be a really great reintroduction for people that well, didn't play the first one. Because if you think about it, right? If you if you if you drop the game in, right, and you go like the map is unlocked to you and you could do whatever. Like when I played I come off that plateau and when I realized that first tower started to unlock the map, that became my goal. Let's yeah, go unlock as many towers as I possibly I did all can. that first. Yeah, I did all the towers first. Um, side, side, I don't interrupt you, but yeah. just to say this, because uh, everybody that listens to the show may not listen to Nintendo Shack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't heard, my son is three Divine Beasts on his way through beating this game. He's only eight. Oh, my God. He only has, like, three towers unlocked. He's doing this game the majority of the way without any map. He's Get not looking at the map out. at all. He knows it all by memory. I keep telling him to do the, to the towers, and he's just like, nah. It's just like, he don't, it's not even an interest to him. Yeah, he's like, he's mm. like, whatever, Dad. Whatever. Shut up. Old guy. Yeah, yeah, you need the map. <laughs> I don't. Like, whatever. But he knows every, He knows where everything is. That's pretty he could just walk to it. It's insane. That's nuts. So for me, you know, I look at it and I go like, okay, so you come in, the map's unlocked. How do you pull that back? Because in theory, that was... That's something you're going to want again. You're not going to want to have an open world where people can just, the map, I mean, maybe they are, who knows. But in theory, you think that. So I wonder if it is like that, it is opened up, and part of me just thinks the dark world comes in. And, and yeah. that whole... That's the big trend, the big narrative right now yeah. after seeing that trailer is everybody thinks there's an underworld, especially yeah. with that that whole temple picture that we saw yeah. with the door. Yeah. Now everybody's thinking that we, the breath of the wild we know is the overworld. Yeah. And now you just creep off into the underworld through these different doors to the world. I, I mean, mean it makes sense. It's a good bet. It makes sense. And yeah, it is a good, it is a good bet. So I like what you're saying. I do like that because that was probably my favorite part is rebuilding that town in, you know, in breath of the wild. Now I didn't get to it till I had already beaten all four areas. So then it was just a matter of getting the people to go to the town to add their flavor to the town. Because I didn't realize till I beat them all that, like, oh, crap, this thing. I was actually in the town already. I could have done something to send a person over. I didn't realize it. So, but as much as I love rebuilding that, yeah, it would be awesome to just go, like, hey, you're going to rebuild a cup, maybe one or two little towns, and then in the process, as you're rebuilding, it's adding stuff to the castle and rebuilding the castle because yeah, you know, you go over, you help them fix this town, and they go, hey, we're going to send our best carpenters over exactly. now to go to your castle. So, in theory, you're rebuilding towns; they're rebuilding your castle. Yep. And, and at the end, you all have this big celebration. Everybody's yeah. together. You're like, oh, it's so great. Here comes, here comes the, here comes Ganondorf. I love. That. He's back. I like that. And it's all about to go to hell. Yeah. And you're about to be real upset. And that's a great way to reintroduce everybody to not only the first game and all the characters involved, but it's also like a great way to like establish, that's all I was saying, like some peace and some happiness. Like yeah. you can't just have a heel beating up on everybody all the time, right? You got to have the balance. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we ever really had the balance in the first game. So in the second game, I would love to just in that classic heel move, mm -hmm. let's set up the baby face to look so beautiful and pristine. It's so good. And then just crush it all Ooh, that's the way that that let's build heat man like let's build real heat let's make Listen, you people don't really know what you're talking about right now i got you but people are just like what are these words he's using because <laughs> one of the things that i i don't want to say i didn't like it I, honestly i don't think i even cared i don't think it really mattered to me but one of the the i think a detraction from the first game is that you didn't really care about calamity again 
He's just the dude who took over the castle. He's yeah. flying around. And you got to go beat him one day. Yeah. Let's make the heel really yeah. bad. Let's make you hate him. You know, yeah. like the I was actually talking about this on our Discord this past week. One of the things I love about Ganondorf because we had a few folks asking us like, why should we care about this guy? Dude, an ocarina. He was at the castle. He kneeled. He kneeled before the king. It wasn't just a power takeover. Yeah. It was a political takeover. Yeah. I would love for some stuff like that. Like, let's get deep with yeah. it. You know, I, I mean, would maybe, love that. Would be you amazing. Know, maybe that's. Maybe that's part of the flashback memories. Is pre Breath of the Wild, where you see him basically like you said kneeling before the king and doing all that stuff and then maybe that's the tale because what i in my theory in my in my mindset is by the time we kicked this game off you would have zelda trying to fill in the gaps for link so he can remember more and maybe that's part of the memories that she's throwing at him like remember who Ganon is like, you know, yeah, this is really who the guy is. He's dangerous. Like, yeah, he's dangerous. More so than just power. He's not just, yeah. you know, big sword guy. Like he's dangerous. He gets people, you know, to believe in him. Like yeah. he's a dictator, like that type of stuff. Yeah. Oh man, I'd fall in love with something like that, that so much be because that's a true villain. Yeah. You know, a true villain isn't just bad because he's strong. Like yeah. a true villain has like evil yeah. tendencies, you know, it's to his core. And I would love for something like that. that, that the, the series could use a lot more of that. And that would be, that would, that type of story just writes itself. It's easy. Yeah. I think, easy what I, I think what has me a little excited, I'm jumping ahead of myself because we could probably talk about this after your next one. But I think what has <laughs> me a little excited about this one is the idea of this becomes a franchise that we get three or four or five games out of and they just keep building off of this not i don't want to say they build off the original engine but like they it treat becomes it like, like a legacy like a yes, saga yes like here is a, a a volume you know of zelda games this is yes. zelda world that spans the yeah. zelda mcu yeah. it spans five or six entries yeah. Yeah. that that's incredible stuff i i haven't thought about that i don't think they'll do that just because yeah. they don't have any precedent for it yeah. but God, I would love it. Like, Could if you you're imagine? a fan of DC, right? I'm a fan yeah. of DC. This is this is Hyrule one, and then you got like Wind Waker's Hyrule two, like that type of stuff. Like, but yeah. this would be kind of cool to be like, this is a expanded story, takes place in this time. This is where it is. Boom! Like that would the be Breath of the Wild trilogy would yeah, be amazing. I would be oh if they if they instill like like let's say Ganondorf comes back and like you slay him, but then they give you the hint mm -hmm. that that's not everything. That yeah. maybe he was at the beck and call of a new villain, yeah. and like this entire thing just sets up the next. I mean, yeah, that's what we live for. That that's great. That would be awesome. Okay, your final your final. Uh... This one is not nearly as deep because I thought that last one you might count as three. So I just threw in more enemies, like more enemies, more varied enemies, more types of enemies. And uh, I would prefer if I and I, I think this is actually pretty low hanging fruit. Not only do I want more enemies, but I want different. Um, what's the best way of saying this? Like different like combat skills requirements. Okay. okay. Like let's let's. There's a part of Breath of the Wild where you get through where everything gets real samey. Yeah, yeah. But Coblin, Lizalfos, like, come on, it's the same. Yeah. Let's bring back some Pose. Let's bring back some Redead. Let's make them all do different things. Yeah. Maybe some of them shoot you from afar. Maybe some of them, like, can freeze you. Like, let's make combat a little bit more varied so it's not all, like, you know, slash, 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 slash your way through. Like, the like, only let's... one, the only, well, only henchman, only bad guy that you had to think before going battling two guardians before you figured out yep. what to do 
Yep. And Lionel's. Yep. Because Lionel's, it didn't matter how good you got at him. In a second, that battle could turn and he could wipe you out. Some of them can really do some serious yeah. damage. Yeah. So Now, so like in my idea, taking this maybe even back to my dungeon shrine idea, it would be cool if you even themed these. Maybe you had certain kinds that were exclusive to certain regions. Yeah. So as you walked the world, it felt different. Yeah. Because one of the things I one of the things I, I think we just replayed this by the way. Shaq a yeah. few months ago we did I've this been whole replaying me and Toby. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. we did this whole return to Hyrule thing where yeah. we all started playing it back together. Yeah. So I've beaten this game twice now. Okay. And on the second run through, one thing that definitely like stuck out to me is like Dude, I am tired of fighting with cobblins. They're all over the yeah. place. They're the same thing, and they're everywhere. Yeah. And that doesn't make any sense because in the world, nothing is everywhere. Yeah. Like, no one race or gender or people are everywhere. Yeah. But the cobblins are literally everywhere. Yeah. They're on every piece of the earth. Yep. So I wouldn't mind if you split that up a bit. Let's maybe make, you know, this type of villain or these three types of villain exclusive to the northeast portion of the map. Yeah. And these dudes just over here. And then you yeah. sprinkle a Lionel and a Hinox and some mini bosses on top of that. Yeah. And all of a sudden it starts to feel a little bit more refreshed, not so samey. I'm with you completely because in my second playthrough, I'm actually running from the Begoblins. I don't want to fight them. You gotta get that Majora's Mask. You just walk by them. Yeah, just walk. That's true too. I, 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 I got, do I have? No, I don't have it yet. That makes all the difference. Like that was the first thing I did on my return. The first thing that I grabbed, I hopped off the tower, I ran straight and got the Majora's Mask, and it made a world of difference. I'm going to do that. Because now I'm like, I don't have to be bothered by these people anymore. I can just walk freely. Yeah, yeah. And then if I can get a couple of the... I liked having, like, the Lionel Mask. But them things, man, even... even I still got nervous walking <laughs> up to them. Because they would, like, one minute, they're like, okay. And then next thing they you know, like... You, and you get that exclamation mark, and you're like, is he about to hit me? Yeah, and the next thing you know, like... Or, like, you could be a distance away, and I'm like, I'm safe. And then all of a sudden, your arrows are raining in on you. You're like, whoa, man, what are you doing? I'm not even... Because I did read at one point, like, if you don't have a weapon, he'll leave you alone. And that's true at some times. But wow. some of them... Don't want to hear that nonsense. I've played this game for 300 hours. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, like if you don't have a weapon drawn, you could literally walk up to them and buy the, some of them. There were some that I tried that with and they attacked me. But there was, I guess, the lesser ones that would just hammer me um, or cool. wouldn't hammer me, wouldn't touch me or anything. So I don't know. Maybe the color of them depended on it. Because um, I know the colors also were the, the strength of them too. Like yeah. Certain ones were super strong. Did you ever slay the golden... No, because I'm not playing that stupid thing. I never did that. You know what? Let me tell you something. That that <laughs> that mode is nonsense. Like, I realize this is how long I played that game for. Right? I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna do this. I love Zelda. I love Breathwalk. I'm gonna do this. I go. I come down. Talk to the old man. Go down the side of the mountain. Right along by by the the the, the Temple of Time. Go. There's a there's it isn't a red one. It's a blue one or whatever. I pick up a branch because that's all I got. I hit him once. Hit him twice. He flips over the railing. By the time I go to get him, his enter his health is all back. And I'm like, <laughs> so what I have to do is I have to not hit them so they fly away from me because I'm not quick enough to get to them. And I got this stupid branch and the thing breaks after. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not. I started to think about. It. I'm like, do I want to fight Lionels for forty minutes? No. So Dude, like, a lot of people, by the way, touching on that. A lot of people, I think, are gonna want that the weapon system to go away and i don't i love it I, I think now that i've played it like i've really gotten used to it and i'm like it makes the game it adds a level of tension mm -hmm. to the combat 
that I think is a good thing and is worth preserving. Well, I feel like I'm going to disagree a little bit. I feel like the beginning, it's terrible. And then you hit that middle, that sweet spot. And that it's hump, like more you get over on, the hump. Yeah. It's like, all of a sudden, I think they could lessen a bit. I think early yeah. on, like, it, I think they could make the durability of all weapons a little last a little more. Yeah. But I still like the idea of, man, you're in combat. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to town on these bacoblins and all of a sudden your branch breaks. Yeah. Now what do you do? Well, you know, and, like, I like that. And the only thing, the only way that I would be on board with this is, man, don't give me this nonsense that the Master Sword loses power. Like, yeah. no, it's the Master Sword, man. Don't give me this BS. That drove I do me gotta up say, the wall. I wouldn't mind, and I would agree, that I wouldn't mind having a, an ability to either, like, claim or put a spell or something on certain weapons mm-hmm. that you can always keep a loadout. Yeah. Like, later in the game. Yeah. Not, like, in-game, but, like, later in the game. You yeah. get to a point where they're all the same, so let you just use the sword you want and quit worrying about it. Yeah. But, like, the weapons that should break, wooden swords, branches, yeah. like, that... That stuff should break. But yeah. once you start getting into, like, this is the Hylian sword, like, it's not going to... It's steel. Yeah. Who's breaking this? <laughs> and not only that, like, when I get into, like, the ancient armors or, or yeah. weapons and stuff, like, yeah, I got an yeah, ancient yeah. shield that I should be able to, like, damage a guardian with. And I have this glowing blue blade that's in, apparently, like, tech from the future and stuff. Why is it breaking? It's like, the stuff that built the the divine beast, but yeah. you can't use it more than it's, eight times. Now you're you're spot on. I think I think that'll be something as we learn more about this game. I think that'll be something that people start to make a headline out of. I think once they confirm, because yeah. I think they're going to confirm it. By the way, I don't oh, yeah. I don't think they're going to change it. They're going to leave it the same way. Yeah. When they confirm that, I'm imagining every video game blog across the internet is going to be like, "Well, your swords are still going to break. Yeah, gonna you should be upset yeah. now." Yeah, I can see all these idiots screaming off the top at the top of their lungs. It's like it's not that big a deal. Like as long as they as long as they fine tune that mechanic, I'm with you. I'm okay with that. I just yeah. I don't like if I have a rusty sword, I'm expecting it to break. Yeah, but man, if I have a good sword, like no, like them, dude. I got this bad ass or, or like, like like Lionel sword, and the thing breaks. And actually, to take this a step further, and this would actually be very Breath of the Wild. Or they give you the ability to repair things. Yes. Yes. I mean, that would just fix it. If yes. you could visit a blacksmith and your sword well, is back to normal. Even when, you, even when you took down the Divine Beast and you got that special weapon from them, they broke. Like, nah, man. Like, I, I got the Retube bow and I was like, oh, this thing is awesome. Then it, it breaks on me. I'm like, I'm not going back and getting it fixed. I care less. I got a bunch of bow, bow and arrows. I just use one of these idiot yep. things. So, yeah. I think that would be a great quality of life improvement, man. Yeah, like, just I let agree. you repair stuff. You can carry broken weapons, and you just go get them fixed. Yeah. That's perfect. I'm yeah. fine with that. I would be good with that. Okay, last thing before we wrap it up here. Um, I asked Mark this. I'm kind of curious. Where, When does this game get released in your mind? Ooh, I've said this a bunch. Yeah. I want realistic, though. I don't want what no, you No, I've want. said this a bunch. Yeah. No, I, I, I am very realistic. So, okay. I think that this game comes out right now in my mind... Um, I'm going to try to rephrase this because when I first said it, I think people may take, they may have taken it wrong. I think Breath of the Wild 2 is Nintendo's answer to next-gen hardware. Okay. Now, here's what that means. Now, when that you say mean... next-gen, explain what you mean by next-gen. Project Scarlet, PlayStation 5. Okay. But when they start releasing new hardware and new games and they start showing how amazing no load times and everything are, Nintendo has to have something and it can't be a Switch Pro tablet that 
you know, does 1080p. Like, that's that's going to look bad. Mm-hmm. I think Nintendo's answer to that in the marketplace is, yeah, you can go spend $600 or $500 on these new consoles, but we've got Breath of the Wild over here, yeah. and it's, you know, the sequel to the, one of the greatest games of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, that, But that doesn't mean that it has to launch fall 2020. Yeah. In my mind, here's how I think I see this going. I think at next year's E3, at E3 2020, right? Mm-hmm. I always get my years mixed up. So mm-hmm. E3 2020, they announced that this game releases March 3rd, 2021. Okay. And they build up, so I'm thinking, what, a year and a half from now? Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is Monolith Soft is on it. They have been building this game for a long time. They've mm-hmm. been hiring staff members for a long time. They're a bigger studio than most people think. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. they and in this gen especially. Yeah. Like this isn't the Monolith Soft from Wii U. This is a yeah. whole different business. Yeah. They're not rebuilding an engine. They're just making a new story. They're using the same engine. They're they're crafting new stuff for mm-hmm. sure. They're going to make it their own. Don't get me wrong. But they're starting at such a head start. And if you have to think there are job listings Oh, yeah. For or next gen Zelda projects at Monolith Soft that date back two years ago, so at the very least you think they have been on it hard for a year. That's a three year head time between now and March 2020 or March 2021. Yeah, and then maybe possibly maybe it gets delayed off of there, but I don't think so. I think the whole idea like they talked about this right, all of these ideas that they have for this game were supposed to be DLC. Yeah. Which means that they were probably already being prototyped in Project On. They probably had this vision that Breath of the Wild would get a DLC every year, I imagine. They, that's probably what they were taking. Well, this is a Zelda game as a service. Because if you listen to what Furukawa said right after he became president, was one of the things he wanted to do was look at utilizing their IP and their games and, and adding DLC in a serious yeah. way. and DLC makes them a lot of money. Yeah. They, they see that. Like, Nintendo fans keep buying it in Zelda. So I have to think that a lot of the ideas, whether or not the entire game or not, a lot of the ideas were already being prototyped, already in works, already having art assets created two years ago. Yeah. Now they're building into a new game, and that's a bigger task, but at the same time, this is a company that puts out a, Zel- a mainline Zelda game usually every four to five years. Yeah. Usually. And they have done it faster. Yeah. They have done it faster. You know, they've done it faster in the past. So mm-hmm. knowing that Nintendo and Monolith Soft are working on this together, knowing that they have to have an answer for next gen. Yeah. They have to. And yeah. guess what? Guess what it's not? It's not Metroid. Metroid Prime no. is nowhere close. No. It's not even close. Everybody got to let that go. Yeah. They showed that game way too early. Yeah. So Metroid Prime is not next year. I guarantee Breath of the Wild 2 comes out before Metro Prime does. We won't get into that one. We won't get into <laughs> so that I one. think I think that's it. In my mind, I'm expecting this game fall 2020, spring 2021 okay. is when I'm expecting this game. And I also don't think it's going to be like a 100-hour game either. That's another thing I thought. But one of my, the points that I should have made when I said I wanted a more structure, structured narrative, I wouldn't be opposed if this was a shorter game. If the narrative was 30 hours, I'm yeah. completely fine with that. Yeah. Completely fine with that. Yeah. Especially if it has a lot of optional post-game that yeah. you could do. You totally could, fine yeah. with that. Not not going to hear me be upset at all. Like, I don't need to 120 shrines. Yeah. You could have 60 shrines. I'd be just just fine. Yeah. I, I too... Well, I'm under the belief this is a 2021 game. Um, at, at best case scenario... 2021 worst case scenario 2022 
I think 2022 comes in a picture of something major goes wrong and they run into some major... But I'm under the same philosophy. I feel like this started as a big expansion that was in their mind to launch in 2020. And then it got changed. And that change, I don't think they need a huge amount of time to redo it. I mean, ultimately, you think about it, you have the villains already built. You have, uh, you know... You, we, you have you, the majority of everything. You already. have everything done. It's just a matter of putting them in different places. You're going to put in some up. new enemies. You're going to change some art. You're right. You're going to redo some things. Yeah. But outside of that, I mean, I that was funny because you said you were expecting the map to. I actually. So when I first saw the trailer, my initial reaction that I had on stream was that they are about to new Eden or undead nightmare breath of the wild. Yeah. That was what I thought. I was like, this is far cry new Eden. Yeah. This is Red Dead, Undead Nightmare. Yeah. Like, they're about to take the world that you know, yeah. and they're about to twist it. Yeah. It's going to be the exact same world. You're going to have your bearings. You're going to know exactly where everything is, but not everything is going to be as you think it is. Let me ask you a question before, because now now i got more questions. Um, <laughs> let me ask you a question. So, when Alnuma came out this week, or last week, and said that this kind of takes some cues from Red Dead 2. Yeah. What what did that mean to you when you heard that? Man, I don't like that game. Um, <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, I think when I first saw that and I saw the headline, I honestly just think that's a developer respecting the, the merits yeah. and the accomplishments of another developer. I didn't take that as taking any specific system mm-hmm. or or elements out of one game to put in another. Yeah. If anything, I would just say it's probably like a very high-level macro attempt at saying like, do you see how immersive and how like built to the world that game is? Yeah. That's what we want to do. Like We want Breath of the Wild to feel like you're in the world of Breath of the Wild and you have to play that way. Because yeah. that's really what Red Dead 2 is. Like. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, Red Dead 2 does what it does, and it doesn't falter from that. And you either like it or you don't. Yeah. So I was kind of taking it that way. I have no idea. Like, maybe he just meant, like, those horse physics in Red Dead 2 were fantastic, and we yeah. should have those. Because the possible. horse physics in Breath of the Wild suck. <laughs> they're, they're, bad. they're so bad. Okay, so, you can you can ride through and not hit a tree. Okay. There are not that many trees to dodge. No. <laughs> You can't get down a mountain, that's for sure. And you can't, like, cross a river. Nope. Like, there's a lot of things you can't do. No. So, uh, yeah, I didn't read into it too much. Yeah. To be honest with you, I literally thought of this, like, to, to give it an, an, an analogy or an example. This was, like, Xbox saying, hey, Sony PlayStation, great job on Spider-Man. This was just one developer, like, yeah. tipping a cap to, like, look at this great job yeah. they did. Yeah, it's possible, because that's the one thing, like, with Breath of the Wild... I had zero interest to ride a horse. I would prefer to run across the field by I just as think it's, than to get a it's horse. Too, it's too limiting. Yeah. That's the problem with the horses. I didn't I like the horses, but the horses were only like the horses really only added a benefit in certain areas yeah. of the map because so much of the map is either landlocked by rivers or mountains that the horse doesn't provide you any. So when you hit a certain stamina level, it's it's yeah. it's an it's a hindrance yeah. as opposed to a benefit. Yeah, and right. I think everybody probably just dropped it by the end. I don't think anybody stormed Ganon's castle on a horse. No, not didn't me. make much sense, especially when you could fly. You know, it didn't make much fly sense. in there. Was, yeah, you're right. My, my honestly, the best thing that I think, the best thing that I would have to say about the horses, I loved coming across a, a wild, 
pack of horses, but it oh, made yeah. the world feel amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start flying over a field and you see a pack of horses just go running off together. Like, man, that's amazing. Why don't more cool. games do that? This is yeah. a great moment. Cool. Yeah, I don't want to catch them. Leave them alone. <laughs> they didn't hurt nobody. The like, only one what, I wanted what, to what catch was do? the big one. The big one because it was so cool looking. On my second playthrough, I got Zelda's horse. Where's that at? Is that the big one? No, no, that. Not sure Ganon's. which one you're talking about. Oh, Ganon's horse. <laughs> oh no, no. So I got Zelda's horse okay. on my second playthrough. I didn't even know it was there in my first playthrough. I didn't know there so, was. I didn't know there was a Zelda horse. Look it up. There's. You can get Zelda's horse. Well, I gotta go look at that now. Now you gotta be. <laughs> damn. Now I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna get off this. We gotta get this call so you can find Zelda. I mean, horse. I'm telling you. Talking about all this with you just makes me want to want to play the game again. Yeah. And I, after I last played, after I just played it for the second time, I was like, all right, I think I'm good. And they just put this trailer in and people start talking about it. I tell you, for three days, we talked about whether it's Ganondorf or Twilight Ganondorf. We've been talking about this nonstop. And all it's making me want to do is go play it again. I'm, just I'm, like, I'm with you. It, it, uh, it definitely makes me wonder exactly what it is. You know, that's 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 the sign of a true, a that's really a good, good teaser. trailer. Yeah, that's yeah, a good. It's a good teaser. Yeah, it, it just gets you enough to add a whole bunch of speculation and do stuff like it's crazy where so, do you fall on i know you gotta get out of here but where do you fall on the whole hyrule historia the timelines the lore and all that i don't care i don't pay attention to that stuff i don't know what it means i don't know like i've i have the book i have the high hyrule history i've never even opened the thing like i got <laughs> it just because it was cool Never get opened it. I'm like, I'm not gonna read this stupid thing. And I love Zelda. I used to be, I, love Zelda. I used to be way, way into that stuff, yeah. really. And I, I got feel like I, I listen. I feel like people year. that do that are very much like the people that have the the Star Wars timeline down. That's true. You guys need a life. No, That's I'm, a just, good I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, so, I, but I, I, I've actually this is what I, this is why I wouldn't bring it up. I've really let it go. I think since like Wii U days mm-hmm. because I. And especially with this game, one of the things I said on Nintendo Shack last week, I don't want this game to be beholden to any of that. Yeah, you want it to kind of be able to go. You know, like it's it's Breath of the Wild was too good to being like, well, that's got to be Twilight Princess. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? I don't care. Yeah. You make it whatever you want to be. You want to put Midnight in the middle of that game? Yeah. I don't give a crap. Yeah. Like, you know, like you do whatever you want because it's like at some point, it. I don't want them to be writing themselves into a corner where they have to make you know kind of like what you were saying you don't want to have to have a, a playable female character just because that's the industry thing and everybody wants to do it i also don't want them to be making narrative decisions based on some you know quasi loosely mythical timeline i don't care about any of that i want them to make the story that they want to make what i and i talked about it earlier one of the greatest things that i love that dc does is they have multiple earths yeah and your batman that you love could be different than my Batman, but they both exist in their own separate timelines, their own separate sure. Earths. And I love it because my dad's Batman existed. My Batman existed in theory at the same exact time, but on different Earths. So it was the best way to explain like how characters develop and change and do stuff. And, you know, so for me, I would love to see Nintendo just go listen. We have multiple timelines, multiple Hyrules, and this is just what it is. See, and I, 
I took it a step further than that on Shaq. I kind of said I think it would be hilarious if Anuma just took a hammer to it and smashed it. Well, that too. Like, I wouldn't be a surprise. I, yeah. I would love it so much if he was like, yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, yeah. it's just Ganondorf. Yeah. <laughs> well, because the thing of it is, is for me, I, 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 I think you start to get confused as to what is this? Which Zelda is this? Which timeline is it? It, 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 it blurs the lines for everything and just and makes it I think it's it intimidating. Difficult. It's intimidating for new players yeah. to try and get into it because you're like, I don't, I didn't play the old ones and I don't know what's going on. And you shouldn't have to. You should and be the able thing to experience that I, each one on its own. The thing that I said on, on Shaq was that like, it's very easy to have a nod mm-hmm. to an idea without actually like trying to establish a timeline. Yeah. You know, like this, this trailer we saw, we saw what we, what the internet thinks is Ganondorf. We don't know, but we think it's Ganondorf. Yeah. How easy would it be to just put in one line of dialogue to say, like, for a hundred, for a thousand years, he's been trapped by, you know, the magic of Twilight. Yeah. Only to awaken now. Because that's like, the, it gives the I, nod. I got the Here's Twilight. your Easter egg. Yeah. But you don't need this whole, like, it's exactly him. And then he yeah. just, you don't have to go that far with it. You just give a tip of yeah. the cap. That's classy. I mean, because I got I like the Twilight that. vibe at the start of the trailer. Yeah. Like, I felt like when that music starts playing, I felt like this is twilight princess i really did feel that and i think a lot of people felt that and but for me we don't even know if that's really legitimate a thing like how do you not how how are you so sure that that like i believe the corpse is ganon it could have been a 10 second cutscene of you in a cave and then it's just breath of the wild again you just walk out of the cave yeah exactly (laughs) like the thing of it is is like i i get that's Okay, so I've been talking about this theory that I have for a while now. And my theory is Breath of the Wild takes a lot of points from the original Zelda. Um, open world, you can go wherever you want, you do what you want to do, you go any, any dungeon, all that stuff. There's moments in that game, like the Lionels are back, they've never been in any other Zelda game except for this. Um... There's moments when you're walking up hills and stuff. It, there's parts that replicate the art book in the original one. They talked about, like, this was the dream of Miyamoto to do something like this. So I felt like Breath of the Wild was very much like Zelda 1. I almost want or think they might take some storyline structure of Zelda 2. Because that ultimately is the first time they had a true sequel like, here's Zelda 1, sure. here's Zelda 2, and basically, Zelda gets put to sleep, and Link has to go try to wake her up, and the henchmen are trying to kill him to pour his blood on Ganon's bones to bring Ganon back to life. But Ganon, mm. you never fight Ganon, you never play against Ganon until you die, and then he, it's the return again. Maybe that's what that cutscene is. Maybe that's, you die, and then boom, there's a return again. We don't know, because it was just a little snippet. Yeah. I think it's something different, but it could very well be that. And who knows? But I was just thinking of your idea, and I was thinking, like, how crazy would it be if taking your original statement of this Breath of the Wild saga of Zelda, this universe, Breath of the Wild universe, mm-hmm. if they kind of retold every Zelda story? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. It's like Breath of the Wild Zelda 1, and you go Zelda yeah. 2, and then there's, like, like you the know, you know, Ocar- yeah. Ocarina, and there's yeah. the Wind Waker version, and yeah. the... Oh, oh that'd be amazing. That would be crazy. That'd be crazy. <laughs> See, Donnie, now we're working ourselves into a shoot. Exactly. Now we're getting too excited. Now we're getting, now we're getting you gotta stop. You gotta stop. <laughs> Donnie, thank you so much for this. This was this was an absolute pleasure. Um, real quickly, before we leave, 
please let everybody know where can they find you what do you do on the internet like all that stuff sure um you can find me everywhere you can friend me on on switch and xbox and playstation and find me on twitter at playing nintendo as dubbed by your co-host sean capri Ain't no G's in playing Nintendo. I'm a part of the PSVG podcast network, which you can find us at PSVG, where we release too many podcasts, literally just too many. We've got a podcast for everything. My personal podcast, and the reason I'm here on Bobby's show, is the Nintendo Shack. And you can follow us on Twitter at Shack Life. And uh, yeah, if you're not a part of that Shack Life, you should be. This is true. This is very true. Um, I'm going to have ex-Shack Life alum on tomorrow. Jason Lacey Lacey will be in to do his five things that he wants from Breath of the Wild. So a little tease for those that are listening right now. Nice. Um, You can follow me, Instagram, Twitter, at NintendoGurus, or just head over to NintendoGuru.com. That is all. Uh, Peace out, Preston.